Level check for Eugene Levy CFFF promo. Take three. Testing one, two, three. Good level? Yep. Bobby Bittman here. I always listen to Trent Radio 92.7. I love this guy. I really do. You do one more of those? Sure. What was wrong with that one? Nothing, nothing. I, uh, I just was, the level was a little high. Okay. <clears throat> Hi, this is Bobby Bittman. Hello. Hello. This is not Bobby Bittman. <laughs> this is... <laughs> we like <laughs> stuff. And, and so, so should, should you. you. I immediately have to make... Of, of the weirdest announcement I've ever had to. It's not that weird. Well, it's pretty so, normal. That's fair. So for for any avid listeners, this is Melissa and Brenny. However, we have uh, <clears throat> when we first created this show, it was absolutely called "We Like Things and So Should You." Yep. And then as time went on in the nine weeks, we, there's only eight, eight episodes, we missed eight, but in the nine weeks that we've been doing this, um, we just started to saying stuff because it sounds like phonetically a little better. And, and, and yeah. And now a lot of our stuff is called We Like Stuff and So Should You. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. So if anyone looks at our stuff on the, on the radio, on Trent Radio... It's going to say things, and it sure was. But stuff and things are the same. And, and that brings us to the stuff and such we have to talk about today. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about little likes. Hmm. Little things that we like that we're going to talk about. Little likes, little likes, little likes, little likes. They're small and they're tiny. Tell us to little like. <laughs> Um, I really like that, um, uh, that, that shop, uh, downtown on, I think it's Water Street, Ming's? Oh, yeah. The Ming's shop is, is amazing. Great. They got really nice, uh, mangoes sometimes. I don't think mangoes are in season, so I don't have mangoes when I last went, but they have mochi and they have... Mm-hmm. They mochi have just, is great. They have a lot of great vegetables. And so, it, saying it's cheap, I just mean it's inexpensive, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's real good. Yeah, you can get all these really cool things you can't find anywhere else. Like miso, like really good miso soup. Yeah, and they even have like miso <clears throat> paste, which I used to make like a huge miso ramen. Yeah, that was good. We should make that again. Yeah. I love ramen. We should make enough though so we don't have it for too long because I made way too much last time. Yeah, you we had it for far too long. Yeah. And the noodles got soggy. Well, that's the trick is that you're not supposed to put the noodles in the broth. You're supposed to keep them separate and you serve them together when they're ready. That's the trick. You weren't privy to the trick. No, I had no knowledge. But now you are privy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm. Mm. Yes, quite. Mm. <laughs> 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 the snootiest of laughter. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I guess I'll say my little like of today. I should hope so. Well, okay. My little like is actually a big like, but <gasps> I'm just going to say it as a little like because, you know, and that is Brendan's Dimples. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah. That's fair. Brendan's got real good dimples. If you ever see him, you should tell him to show him his dimps. Sure. 
if you say that out loud. Um, he'll show, he'll show two... you his dimps. Sure. That's what I'll do. His dimples. They're real cute. To be fair, it, it is a very much, like every time I shave my face and then I smile and people are like, oh, sh- oh shoot, you, you got dimples. And I'm like, of course. Yeah, I, you can see them now. Anyway. Yeah, but nobody looks at it because there's hair there. Oh, and the hair's not even it. covering it. I look at it. Okay. I look at it constantly. I know. <laughs> I'm not being weird about it. I just, it's just so cute. Brennan, like, really smiled out of the, usually smiles out of one side of his face. So, like, one of his dimples is super pronounced, and it's like a cavern of dimple. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's just. Great. I'm not going to deny you this. It's, it's. <laughs> a lot of other people have mentioned that it's, they they find it very cute. I'm just saying it's, it's. I guess overall cute. I don't know. I don't know how to react to this, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. We like stuff. And so should you like Brennan's dimples on Facebook and Instagram what? and subscribe Wait, to them. Huh? Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to those dimples. Um, uh, yeah, um, I went first last time because I was uh, due to butt man and I had work. Wow, this is off to a great start, the show. Um, yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, we should mention Allie's not here today. But that was great when Allie was here. It was. Ali, if you do want to come back, we will always have you. Bring Nicole. There's only three microphones, but we'll make it work. We can share. We would love for you to come back. If any of our friends want to be on this show too, please just figure out how to be in Peterborough Mondays <laughs> at 5, and we'll figure it out. Yes, the audience has voted, and Ali, you're wanted. Exactly. Uh, I, I am wanted. I am, I am ostracized because of this vote. However, yeah. Ali's not here to take my place, so I have to be here. Unfortunately, for the rest of I can just call her in. Well, do you know how to work the phone? No. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, Adam from work also, like, nobody knows how to work the phone. No. And no, no. I, like, I know. I've been clear, here for so long. Clearly, some, somebody does. Yeah. Well, yeah, someone does. But it's but not like, me. Exactly. It's not you. It's not and, Aaron. It's not Adam, who, and, like, his other person, I think they have a show on Fridays. They talk about comics. It's really weird. They get really weird comics, but, like, that's cool. They don't know how to work the phone either. That's two. That's three shows. Three shows. That, anyways, it's not important. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I went first last time. So you go. You go. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me about your stuff. Okay. Um, the first thing that I picked is kind of like a thing that I know some stuff about. I don't know. I just like it. So I thought I would talk about it. I'm not Dude, like. Go on. Well, I'm just saying that I'm going to preface this with, like, I don't know everything about it, and I didn't have time to do research, so here we are. Yeah, you were, um, really, you were really digging deep 20 minutes before we left our apartment. What? Trying to figure out what oh, to talk well, about. I was also sleeping before that. I'm, well, yeah. I'm very tired. I had a very busy weekend, and I work during the week, so I'm very sleepy. Well, someone I'm has glad to. I'm here. Yes, it's true. Um... But yeah, my first thing is the Valley Ghouls comics. Aww. Yeah. Uh, they are created by Kate Leth, who is a originally Canadian um, artist, and she now lives in the USA, in California. She does? Oh my god. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize. That's yeah. just very far. It is, yeah. But uh, she's really cool, and she creates these little comics of her and her partner, um, Cohen, and basically 
um, she represents them as like different characters. So Cohen is represented by this little ghost, and she's represented by this bat, and they have other characters in it, and they're all like little animals, and it's very cutely drawn, and I like it a lot. Um, but the thing that I like the most about it is that it's just like super relatable content. Um, she talks about relationships, talks about um, mental health, social media, mm-hmm. like exciting events. Like it's just a lot of things that happen in her life I can relate to. Um, <laughs> and she's just super cool. So I like Valley Ghouls a lot. Um, she posts it a lot, like every day. Um, and. No, she like it. It's it's a very fun like mini bioptic. Bi- is that how you is that what, bi- bio, bio? Yeah, yeah, bi- yeah. like yeah, uh, comic. And it's just it's just so cute. And I've actually met her. Uh, she was at TCAF like so long ago, um, but she was cool. super cool. And I felt really bad. She was actually the reason why I stopped kind of asking. I used to go to. Uh, comic conventions quite a bit and mm-hmm. I used to ask all my favorite artists or anybody that I really enjoyed I'd be like oh hey can you just like d- just d- doodle something in mm-hmm. this book and I had I uh, most people that know me they have I have this really big book that has like a bunch of doodles and I asked her and she she signed her name in the book that I bought mm-hmm. and um drew like a I think she drew like Finn or Marceline because it was it was that book she did for Adventure Time mm-hmm. and then I was like oh do you mind doing a little doodle like that in my book and she was like oh no i'm actually very anxious and mm-hmm. i don't like being approached like that and i was like what have i done for the last three years to people oh my gosh yeah um but she like she it was it was definitely her right to say no but it was, she did it in such an appropriate way it was like oh thank you for bringing this to my attention i'm i'm a terrible person and now i don't do that anymore yeah Unless I like, I'm a hundred percent certain. But she's just really nice about things, and it was just my experience with her was really great. Yeah, and she's really cool, and she does work on other comics and stuff. Um, she did this like Hellcat mm-hmm. Patsy Walker comic that I still haven't finished reading because <laughs> I'm just too tired all the time to read, and it's horrible. But um, yeah, it's a really good comic. I like it a lot from what I've read. Um, mm-hmm. It's really focused on her trying to get superheroes normal jobs mm. from what I read so far. It's very fun. What what else has uh, Kate Leth worked on and stuff like that? <clears throat> uh, a lot of stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I thought I knew more stuff. But I feel like you always think you know more stuff. Yeah, I well, follow Kate Leth on Twitter and I like literally see her tweets like every day and i feel like i know everything about her life just through that because it's like like she tweets a lot and And i've been following her for so long and if you ask me to name one comic it's probably just that marceline comic that i have and i don't know what else she's worked on so many things yeah yeah she worked on bravest warriors really like in the comic and no that's awesome yeah um yeah the adventure time she's done a few of those um yeah, the Patsy Walker Hellcat one. It's really cool. Um, she did a variant cover for Sex Criminals. Yeah, no, I remember. I think I remember that. Mm-hmm. I don't have any other variants, though. It'll just clash with the regular ones, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. She's worked on a lot of stuff, but I feel like 
um, Valley Ghouls is really like one of her sort of things she's been doing a lot. Recently, yeah. Lately. Um, it's been a good way to kind of casually bring up the like heavier topics in her life and to be able to just... Yeah, and like bring them up in such like a cute and approachable way, I feel mm-hmm. like, for all different um, audiences. And I actually also collaborated with Welcome to Night Vale. Which oh, yeah? Like. And oh, uh, also Lumberjanes. Yes, I, I do remember that, actually. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, she did work on the screenwriting for Bravest Warriors Season 4, which we really have to watch. Yeah. I didn't even know that was out. It's been a while. I think, I'm pretty sure season, like, we stopped at, like, Season 1. Because mm-hmm. that show kicked off real quick, and then it was just like, what? That was just a break forever. Yeah. Because it was on, like, I think it was, like, Cartoon Hangover that they were doing stuff. I can't remember what the whole thing was called. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I would definitely check out um, Valley Ghouls. It's really cool, and um, every time I look at it, it makes me smile. And I was trying to find one to read, but I feel like even if I did read it, you wouldn't get the full effect of it. Yeah, you need because... the comedic timing of how cute everybody looks. Yeah. And it's just, like, so good and so relatable and so sweet. And I send them to Brendan all the time because I'm like, look, it's about us. But not really. But, it's, but it's, kind of really. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway, I would really recommend looking at it and reading it. Yeah. And, and just reading other things by Kate Leth because she's cool. Yeah, look, just look, look, look at Kate Leth. Look, look up Kate Leth. Mm-hmm. Don't just stare at her. That's weird. Nobody yeah. likes that. That is weird. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's also got engaged recently. Yes. Which is also cool. Which was and, at D&D, which yeah. was a wild thing. And they like they were posting pictures and everything. And it was just so cool. Because everyone was like... I'm yeah. pretty sure everyone was in on it. Yeah, I think so. But it was very neat. And also, um, I feel like she's just going to have the coolest, most, like fantasy nerdy wedding <laughs> similar to oh, who's that other person that got married noel stevenson yeah noel stevenson got married and they had swords yeah it was just they had a sword but it was sweet it doesn't so, wedding yeah. sword exactly that's that, that should be a common <laughs> wedding present yeah sword you must sword. pass on your sword or uh, like any kind of armory shields mm-hmm. maces i would prefer an axe b-y-o-s Yep. Bring your own sword. Everyone has a sword. And then, or B- BYOB, bring your own blade because it mm-hmm. could be axes, mm-hmm. it could be scimitars, it cool. could be yeah. long swords. Scythes. I know they're all swords. Scythes. Okay, but what about if everyone creates a bridge, a blade bridge, and then the bride and groom walk through it, or mm. bride and bride, or. So instead of like walking on like the, that red two- carpet thing, <clears throat> it's just swords that are scattered along the floor. What? I don't know. I'm talking about a bridge. You know when people like a legitimate hold, bridge. You know when people hold their oh, hands up. That's what you like. Meant. A, I just I thought you meant a legitimate bridge. Like and I, I didn't guess it's sti- not a bridge. It's yeah, more of like a, an archway. An archway. And that's okay. I thought you meant a legitimate bridge, and I didn't want to like shut you down. So I was like, sure. Let's <laughs> let's yes, continue before this. you can before you can say I do. You must walk the blade bridge. Endure the blade down. bridge. Endure it. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Kate Leth and Valley Ghouls. Yeah. It's cool. Check it out. 
It's cool. It's not school. It's Valley Ghouls. Contact us for. Hey. Please, please. So, my thing, my first thing. Um, so I have two wild. Well, I wouldn't say wildly different, but actually I would. Um, I have two wildly different um, topics for today. Um, one is bananas and pajamas. No. Oh. I, I actually I never really I never really like. Ban- shh, 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 don't listen! Don't listen! Don't listen! No! 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 I never really bananas pajamas like. It was interesting because it was always on and I was like kind of forced to watch it because there's nothing else on TV. Yeah. I didn't care about it. Okay, I didn't either. Okay. Oh, what about what was that other one? That's uh, po- the polka, polka dot. Po- door? Yeah, polka polkaroo. Well, it was the polka dot door, but polkaroo was there. Yeah, the but polka weren't they in the same world? Door. Yeah, polkaroo is in the polka dot door. No, no, no. But weren't they in the same realm as bananas and pajamas? Oh, I don't know. That, that yeah, there was yeah, there was it was it was just wild. Anyways, my first thing is But imagine a world where bananas <laughs> and pajamas and pokeroo all exist. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to live there. Uh my first thing is uh an anime called Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, cool. Something so, I've been meaning to watch. Yeah. Uh, they recently and by recently I think they put it on Netflix a few months ago, like earlier in the year. And they added they. A lot of people were upset. They they changed the voice casting, which I actually didn't find it as an issue. But Netflix did their own kind of censoring in a weird way, mm-hmm. as many translations kind of get to, to just like swept under the rug and they change words. And it's like it technically means the same thing, but you change the connotation and context. So, mm-hmm. anyways, um, <clears throat> Neon Genesis Evangelion is a. It's it's an anime. I think it's based in. I don't actually don't know the 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 town. Well, I guess it's uh, Tokyo. Yeah, it is Tokyo. Oh, it's called Tokyo Three. Uh, it's fifteen years after like a worldwide um, like uh, ca- ca- yeah cata- 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 cataclysm cata- cataclysmic event. There it is. Mm. Um, where it, it was called. Oh my god, I'm I'm forgetting all the words. Um, I can't remember what the event was called. It was called. Um, like a the impact. It was called the it was called the second impact. So there was the first impact. A lot of stuff happened. A lot of people died, uh, and then you're kind of thrown into this world after the second impact. Fifteen years after the second impact, um, and essentially this town or the city in the world in general is being bombarded by angels, mm. um, and it's it's really wild. These, these different entities co- are coming down to earth, and there's literally like twelve angels. Um, they're coming down to earth and they're just wrecking house and they look wild. Uh, actually, I'm going to pull up some pictures of what these angels look like. Um, but you are introduced to the character of Shinji, um, who's like this 15 year old boy. Um, and his, his father is actually one of the, the heads of, um, the the corporation that's kind of leading the the attack against or the defense, I suppose, um, and they have their own. It, it, so Neon Genesis Evangelion started out as a mecha anime, and mm-hmm. mecha anime was super popular. Gundam, I think, was in the seventies, the original Gundam, um, and it it just like it kept going, and like there was like a rise and fall of popularity of of mech animes. Um, Power Rangers kept that stuff going. Even Japanese Spider Man got that mecha. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. 
But um, so yeah, no. So it it came out in the realm of all these mecha animes. Um, oh, this is a good picture. So these are all the different angels that came down to Earth. They're giant. No. And even like that one. That one's just a diamond, and no. it was just shooting beams out. It was really great. Those look like weird, like. Yeah. Yeah, they're like amoeba. Buzz, some like... some of them, and some of them are like are humanoid, and some of them like there's literally one that's a tetrahedron. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no. So the world is being bombarded by these these. I don't like those. Uh, by these angels, and um, I believe the company that they the not the company the uh, the uh, what is it called? Basically, the, U- the United Nations. They they were kind of like pooling resources together to fight them, and they made their own mech suits called Avas, E-V-A. Mm. Um, and there's a whole mystery behind the Avas as well. And for whatever reason, it, it seems to be that like only like teenagers or, or children are able to pilot them appropriately. And, uh-huh. there, and like that, there's a lot to talk about in this anime without spoilers, though, and it's, it's really hard to yeah. navigate because they... Yeah, Please don't spoil oh, it. Oh, no, for sure. I, I promise I won't. Um, but, like, in the first episode, um, Shinji is chosen to pilot, I believe, the second Ava. Uh, there's Ava... Um, there's the Ava robot zero, one, two, and 3, I believe. Um, he's piloting Ava Unit 1, I think. Um, and so one he, he gets taken to this uh, the headquarters, and um, his father's just like, get in the suit, dummy. And like oh. they, they clearly have a strange relationship. Like he's like they're not happy with each other. He doesn't say that though. Does no, it? but like without the com- without the comedic timing, it's just like get in the suit. The world is in danger. You stupid idiot. You mm. you my son. You're you're such a jerk. Get it. it's like you could. Like, they hate each other, but like there's no real reason. It's it's this weird like animosity. Um, and in the first episode, Shinji gets in the Ava suit and he's completely obliterated, um, almost entirely. Like not literally. He gets wrecked. He, he, he's not trained for this, but he kind of syncs up with the suit well. Stupid idiot. Yeah, so he, he gets knocked out. And in, in like the first two episodes, it's not a spoiler. In the first two episodes, you, you get this scene where um, you have this big mech fight and Shinji gets knocked out almost immediately. Um, and because he's knocked out, um, the mech takes over. And it's like this primal force that the mech takes over with. And the mech demolishes the angel and then it eats the angel. Ooh. And it's very gruesome. Like, the mech has teeth. You didn't realize this. There's, like, a biological uh, component so to the mech. So the mech is, like, alive. Yes and no. It's a very weird concept. Again, is without... it, like, a weird construct of sorts? No. Like, it's still man-made. Right. But, like, they're, they're basing it on other things. And that, like, I don't want to get into it because that'll right. ruin it. Um, so, yeah. It's, it's, so the show is essentially um, revolving around Shinji trying to, like, basically train up and, and fight these these mechs. Um, but Shinji is Fight kinda... the angels. Yeah, Sorry. Sorry, you're right. Fight the angels in his mech. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, she turned on them. <laughs> and um, and yeah, they there's um, there's another character. What is her name? Her name is Rei Ayanami. Um, she's piloting um, the Ava Zero, I believe. She's piloting the first one, and she's like a like a that cla- what is that phrase? An enigma wrapped in a mystery. Super quiet, super tame. Her emotions are all dialed down. Um, mm. And she like she t- she takes everything in stride, but like in such a robotic way. And every time Shinji's father interacts with Ray, he becomes a human, 
like he he becomes like clearly he's happy and he's laughing and he's uh. he's so worried about her, um, and it's not weird. In like a normal sense, like Shinji, I think is only fifteen. Ray is like fourteen. The other girl is introduced as like like fifteen or or sixteen, um, and it's it, like it, it's not like oh he's like a molester or pedophile. It's just he's clearly like so much happier with when Ray is around, uh, and that's kind of um, explored later on too. Um, and then this this other girl gets introduced. Um, she is really good with her own uh, Ava suit. She's half Japanese, half uh, German, and she literally gets shipped in because like they need help. Her name's uh, Asuka. Um, and as the show progresses, it started off as this mecha anime, and everyone was really excited. And then literally like halfway through the show, um, I was reading up about it. Uh, the what is it? The director? What's his name? Do 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 do. Hideako. Ano? I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but I'm trying. Um, he was kind of criticized for the way the show went. Um, mm. And, like, the ending of the show was, like, a wild thing. I'm not going to get into it, but, like, mm. if you look up the criticism... Good or bad. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, it did take me a while to figure out what happened. And I had to read up about it, and then I, like, kind of watched it again. And then I was like, oh, I get it. Mm. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. So halfway through the show... It instead of focusing on the mechs, it focuses on like the um, the personal personal turmoils that everyone's su- like suffering from. Shinji's really suffering from like anxiety and depression, and Asuka's I can't remember what what it would be cla- um, like clinically classified as, but she has like a um, a complex where she needs to either be the best or she needs to she needs to like prove herself, but to no one. To herself. Pretty much. And, like, there's... Yeah, anytime she loses, she, like, loses her mind. Um, And it starts really delving into that. And um, it was was talked about, I think, in interviews that... um, What's his name? Hideaki. Hideaki. Um, I'm just going to say the director. I I do not want to butcher this man's name more than I already have, if I can help it. Um, But he was saying that he just really got into psychology. And and so, like, the, the second half of the anime is just... It goes knows first into psychology and that's kind of where the the controversialness of the show happened Mm. um the last two episodes got so much flack that the fan base almost like rioted and i think in japan it was like a really big deal and they actually worked on like what they call the rebirth movies where they they re-summed up the actual show in one mm-hmm. movie they did the second episode the second last episode in another movie and then the third movie was like the last episode they they retold it but from a different perspective mm. um and in watching that as That's well weird. well it, like yeah the the director was very like hideaki was very like um like i think this is a this is stupid but we were basic we weren't forced to do it but like if y'all wanted to see this, this is what it is. It wasn't done poorly. It wasn't like he didn't do a bad job. Right. Um, it's just getting the the true ending in the original anime was very like, uh, once I understand what's happening, I really like this. Mm. And seeing like the reality of what happened, because it was like a very different perspective. It was like, I didn't want to know that. That's different. Oh, no. Like the reality in the, the original like, show? Yeah, like mm. the, yeah, the the perspective is very like you're basically seeing like a lot of events kind of play out. Um, I wouldn't say hypothetically. I just I don't want to ruin it. So you see a lot of events play out hypothetically, and it's like, oh, this is really cool. Like you're 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 delving into a lot of like psychological uh, problems and and philosophical issues, and like 
how it's all resolved was very like thematic and it was very like um very excellent and yeah no um the the reality of what happened in the world was monstrous mm. and it was terrifying to watch it was one of like it was so cool but it was like one of the worst things i've ever experienced it was like this sucks right it was better when it was theoretical mm. <laughs> um so yeah no it was it's a very excellent anime the problem the other problem i have with the show well it's not the show it's kind of like with the fan base in looking up stuff with um neon genesis evangelion you get a lot of that like hardcore i really like this show but like i like it like i don't know why i like it i think i like it because it's a very intelligent show like like the problems with like rick and morty or or breaking bad mm. where you kind of cl- cl- um, sorry um latch onto like rick himself and you're like this is the guy i want to be and it's like no, that's not what the mm-hmm. show is about. You don't you don't want to be Walter White. He's manipulative. He's do like he's good at what he does, mm-hmm. and then hard cut but he's with not that a good person. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And like latching on to the the themes of the show, like I feel like you get a lot of that. I guess insecurities come out when people really like the show because mm-hmm. they think it's really intelligent. But it's like whatever. Anyways, I really like it, and I think it's really amazing, and I think it's it's worth the watch because of how it kind of. You get a lot of scenes. One of my favorite parts about it, you get a lot of scenes of pure silence. You, like It's just like a stare between two characters. And because nothing happens, um, you, like, you have to take it for what it is. And it, it really kind of cements the, the, the scene in your mind. There's like one of my favorite parts, the Asuka and, and Shinji... They they have like this huge emotional like conversation, and like Shinji can't bring himself to 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 let anyone like close to him, and Asuka has to push people away because she can't like any kind of weakness will bring her down, and if she's brought down, like it's a whole thing, and like mm-hmm. they have this, they're clearly not like good together, but they they clearly want to be friends, but they don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And yet they, there's literally like, I think it's a full two minutes of silence as the camera kind of pans out and it's just them staring at each other. And it really kind of solidifies the, 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 the feeling in the room and you don't, like, you have to experience it. You have right. to experience it with them. And there's right. another scene too where this this one woman, um, she's just kind of helping out with uh, the company, I guess, that they work for. Um, she... She has her own side story, and I'm not going to get into it, but she basically makes a decision and and um, spends time spends time with someone that, like, it's clear that she obviously shouldn't. And then there's that moment where you just see, like, outside of her window. No, like, you're you're in her room, but looking out of the window as, like, the moment had passed, and it's right after whatever she did. And it's there for a full two minutes again. And you just have to, like, sit and digest what just happened. And, and like, man, like, sh- they just did that. They, like, they had to, they felt like that was the best option. It doesn't give you a chance to just disregard those feelings. You have to, you have to uh, face them. Mm. And I think it's a really neat way. I was talking to somebody else uh, at my work. And, um... You know, he was telling me that he he really hated those, you know, he wanted those scenes to be, like, cut down in half or, you know, have any kind of motion like it was lazy animating. I don't care if it was lazy animating. It it, it made the series, like, those moments made the series kind of what it was. And I thought it was absolutely useful and absolutely necessary for mm-hmm. those scenes. 
Um, there's going to be kind of a hard cut uh, for... Um, actually, no, I'll, I'll see if I could fit it in later. I kind of wanted to play the, the intro theme for the show. It's buck wild. Compared to what I just described the show is, um, let me see. I'm actually going to, I'm just going to go for it. Compared to what I just described the show was, um, this is the intro for the, the show. And it, you've probably, you might've heard it in like, in like a meme video. There's like a, there's a video of like this Russian band that's doing their own thing. And then this song is playing. It's buck wild. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it on and you'll just see exactly what I mean because all that heaviness, all that, all that drama. And then it opens with this. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just so like uplifting and like that 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 horn section is such like a like a very funny. It, it's been used in a lot of memes and it's very funny for me to hear. And I I didn't know that song connected to the show uh, for the longest time. And only when I watched a show like four months ago, I was like, this is where this song come from. Ah, I don't know what to do with this. It was just very funny. But that, like, introduction is just... It's such a weird contrast to the show in general. It was so good. That is good. And they have really good music, too, but I've been talking about this for far too long. But, uh, yeah. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Watch the show. Um, Netflix changed some context words, so if you can find the original dubbing... I prefer the dubs. Dubs, not subs. Uh, anyways, I prefer the dub. Uh, if, you, if you can find the original dubbing... <laughs> Um, you'll get the you'll get better context to the characters. There's actual like huge character development changed because like a change of like three words. Um, but the new cast was really great, and like the show itself on Netflix is really good. So however you digest the show, if you want to read the show, go for it. I'm not gonna put that down. I just I if I can help it, I hate to have to read mm-hmm. a show. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fair. Neon Genesis Evangelion. I would. I, I'll absolutely pump that show up. I'll gas that show out. Absolutely, everyone watch it. Yeah. yeah. What's your second thing? Well, first I'd like to say I feel very tired. Oh my god! I saw you like you were melting into your chair, and you were like, "Yes, tell me more about this show." Oh, psychology. I feel like I'm gonna oh fall asleep. boy. Um, what is this song that you're playing? I like this. You're dancing now? Don't like that. <laughs> Actually, you rubbed me completely wrong. I loved it. I know. Um, but, yeah, my second thing, it comes with a little story. Ooh. Um, basically, a while ago, I got, like, into collecting records um, mm-hmm. and vinyl. And I have, like, quite a collection now i haven't bought them in a long time i only really buy them when i go and see live shows yeah our record players covered in junk as well we really gotta like redo our space but we really gotta redo our whole living but that's another (laughs) worry that we don't have to talk about yeah that's not something we like (laughs) no it's not um so but yeah it's uh so yeah i've been collecting records for a while um and I, like, started this, I don't know, it's been, like, 
seven or eight years since I started collecting them, and I got most of my collection in like the first few years, and yeah. then very slowly I've been building it. Um, but I used to like try and go to the record shops in like any city I was like in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one time when I went to Aurelia, which is like by where my parents have a cottage. Yeah. Um, it's like north, north. Well, not super north. It's only like an hour north. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's still there because I haven't been there in a long time. But there Aurelia to... is gone? No. <laughs> Sorry. That sentence wasn't great. No, but... it was clear what you're talking about. I was okay. just being a jerk. Okay. <laughs> Do you see? I can't handle it right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um. Any, any hoozles. Um. So yeah, there used to be, or there is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows if it really is there? Um. There used to be, or there is. Wow, I keep saying that. Um. This like record store in. <laughs> what is that? For, no, no, no. Just, just barrel through it. You're fine. There's a record store there. Um. And it's called Alley Cats, and it was like the tiniest little record store um, because it was in an alley, basically. An alley that they had like closed in on either side. Oh, okay. So it was like this tiny, just like a little lane of a record store. Um, but it was really cool, and I was in there for a while. And um, at the time, I was really like looking for like music from like the 30s and 40s. Um, especially like the Andrews sisters and yeah. Uh, Did you get one of their albums? You yeah, have, you I have, have yeah, a couple. I, that's what I thought. Sorry. Um, and like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of other bands that I like. Um, and so anyway, I was looking for those and looking for recommendations about similar things. Mm-hmm. And the person who worked there introduced me to the thing that I like that I'm going to talk to you about today. And um, that is um, Alex Pegman. Pegman. Okay. Oh, uh, pe- yeah, 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 yeah. She's Canadian. Um, she's like a jazz and uh, swing sort of singer. Um, she still does all of this stuff. She still does a lot of singing, and she's been doing it for quite some time. Um, she's super talented, and she does. Um, she has like this perfect voice for those old like '40s swing and yeah, jazz. Yeah, she's so songs. good at like enca- like encapsulating that that sound. Yeah, and like the vibe and the mood. Um, so I'll play a song um, from her in just a few moments. It's nice. Um, but it's, uh, she's really great. And when I was talking to this person at this record shop, he was telling me about how, um, so when she first kind of started out in her career, she was like fine for a while, but then she started battling with like lung disease. Oh God. Oh yeah. You're telling me about that. Yeah. Um, and cause she was playing like in a lot of these like jazz clubs mm. and stuff, there's like a lot of smoke and it very, was irritating for her. Yeah. And eventually she found out that she had to get a, um, lung transplant and not just one lung transplant, what a the double frick? lung transplant. So she luckily had a donor and got the transplant. So she's had a double lung transplant and she still sings and she's just incredible. Um, and it's just like such a cool story about this sweet Canadian singer who has battled all this adversity and like still 
just rocks. And she actually plays in Toronto a lot. And I feel like we should go and see her Mm because I've been wanting to for a long time. Um, But have not yet gone to do that. But I have one of her records and um, I would recommend you check her out. I'm going to play one of her um, songs for you. Um, She does a lot of like covers and stuff. Um, That makes sense. Yeah, but she also actually don't know how much of her own music she writes. Unfortunately, my research is not the best today. Um, But she does some like really great um, her whole style as you're pulling up these videos. Like she just looks like she looks like she time traveled. Yeah, yeah, she is incredible um and yeah i just wanted to find a specific song that is a cover um this is a cover yeah oh it's very good um and it's the song ain't you glad yeah
Just like two lovers on picture covers In spite of sun or rain We find romance every street we meet Is lovers lane, ain't you glad? How our kisses keep their flavor, ain't you glad? Everything is in our favor every day We can say everything is rosy, ain't you glad? Hello, and we're back. Um, so that was Alex Pegman um, with the song Ain't You Glad off of her album 33. Um, so just some interesting facts about that. So she recorded that album in 2011 after her double lung transplant. Oh, God. Um, so that's her, like, more recently. And it's just incredible. Yeah. <laughs> she had a double lung transplant and then she did that. And she called it 33 because that's how old she was at the time when she did the recording. Classic. And also she selected repertoire that was popular in North America during 1933. Um, so like that song, Ain't You Glad is a cover. Um, however, a thing that I didn't actually know um, was that later on, like after... Um, like a few um, years later, she, <laughs> sorry. I, That's okay. No, no, um, Her health began to decline again, and she had a second double lung transplant. What the frick? Yeah. What? Yeah, two double lung transplants. You're going to um, crack your ribs for that. And it was a better match that time, and she made a really quick rec- recovery um, and started to create um, some new music again. Um, and she created a 2014 album, Just In Time, which was actually actually Juno-nominated as hey. well. Um, so she's still making music after two double lung transplants, um, which like is just wild as a singer as well um and she's like a really big advocate for um talking about tissue and organ donation as well yeah that's the super Um, important because obviously um her life was dependent on Mm -hmm. people donating tissue and um organs so anyway it's just like a super cool um artist who i like never would have found out about unless i went to that if, if Aurelia didn't disappear off the face of the earth, you would not have found this out. <laughs> yeah. And the, I feel like she has some popularity, but not enough considering how yeah, it should definitely how be cool more. she is yeah. and how great her music is. Like, she is just incredible. Um, so anyway, as Alex Pegman, um, singer, Canadian. Good. Um, good. Great, in fact. Excellent. Excellent. Likeable. Very much so. A stuff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, it's better than saying a thing. Yeah, that's and That's true. why we changed the name. No, no, no. We changed the name because I'm an idiot. We changed the name because of W.L. Sassy. Yeah, it's a much better whatever that word is when you just take the first letters of each acronym. thing. Thank you. It's a much better acronym. Yes. Anyway, we're running out. Yeah, I got I got to be real quick. Be real quick. Sorry, I took a long time. No, it's but... okay. I talked a lot about Neon Genesis uh, Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do my best to be as quick as possible, but also be as descriptive as possible because I'm going to talk about one of my favorite things that I recently got into that I, I'm losing my mind over. Um, it kind of made D&D better for me and everything like that. It, it got me into a lot of podcasting in general. It, it was like half the reason why I wanted to do this radio show with Melissa. Um, I'm going to talk about The Adventure Zone. Mm-hmm. 
That, um, if uh, you don't know, uh, The Adventure Zone is uh, an uh, an actual play comedy podcast for uh, uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Um, where the, what is the, 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 so there's three brothers and their father, uh, Justin McElroy, uh, Griffin, uh, Travis McElroy, and Clint, the father. They, uh, all get together and play Dungeons and Dragons. Um, they have a previous show called My Brother, My Brother and Me, and that was just like a very comedic podcast as well. They're just, they pull stuff from Yahoo Answers and they just try to answer it themselves, but very like, it's a very wild show. I've listened to a couple episodes. I can't really, like, that's not something I could sit down to every day just mm-hmm. because it's so some things really land and some things are like I get the humor I'm just yeah yeah you're just not there for it yeah but yeah. Um, the adventure zone um, it started off with this very funny like just buck wild they were there are all these weird characters they um, and they started with the the Dungeons and Dragons um, beginner's guide you can buy that for like 20 bucks and it'll just like mm-hmm. it'll set you up starters kit yeah starters kit it'll set you up with a couple characters they kind of like they took those characters made it their own but yeah they started with that um and it features um taco t-a-a-k-o uh merle and magnus um on this adventure um and they're literally you know if you've ever played the uh, uh beginner's guide or kit uh starters guide um they're on their mission for uh, what is it, Gundren Rockseeker, and they get into a whole bit of trouble. Um, being a more comedic podcast, they absolutely bend the rules a bit. Um, so if you play D anD D very feverently, like like we do, me listening to this podcast for, for the second time—that's okay. Okay. Sorry. No, I know. Me playing, uh, listening to this podcast for the second time now, but being so experienced in D anD D. Like, I can see a lot of times where they're just not following the rules or, like, it makes more um, thematic sense to be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, no, absolutely mm-hmm. that works. Which also, like, I feel like as any we, oh, D&D group, yeah. like, you just, like, if you just follow the rules to a fault, then you're then you're playing D&D as a game and not as a story. story. And that's, yeah. And that's the best yeah. thing, too. So the Adventure Zone, the, the first campaign that they did was dubbed Balance. Um, and... It started off super jokey. So, like, the first three arcs, um, and, like, this, probably the first 20 or 30 episodes, they're super funny. Like, they're super... They don't take things seriously. They meet all these characters. And, like, there's this little kid. Um, his, his name is Angus. Angus McDonald. And he, he, he... Oh, I'm just... Oh, I'm just a little boy. And that's that's kind of his voice when Griffin uh, is is Angus McDonald. And he's just a little boy detective. And that's... And, and he's, he's, he's the smartest... He's one of the smartest detectives in the world. Um, and he's just like this little cute boy. And as soon as they meet him, they're like, who is this kid? Get this kid out of here. This kid's dumb. And he's like, oh, that's, oh, please don't be mean to me. Oh, no. Like, it, like mm-hmm. they're very comedic in this world, but they, like, they immediately have to deal with those consequences of people just being like, you guys suck. You guys are really rude. You yeah. kill a lot of people you shouldn't. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Those classic D and D mistakes. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then as they get through it, they kind of they they pull those jokes along. So you know they kind of riff on Angus McDonald a lot. They 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 didn't care about this one character and Griffin being the dungeon master um, did this whole thing for this character, uh, this NPC, uh, non playable character in the game. And, you know, they were the only ones that were like, oh, my God, can we hurry up? And everybody was, like, crying. And they had this, like, whole feast about this person. And they were like, oh, man, can, where, where's, when's the next job? We got to go. And they, like, because they set that precedent, they kind of just had to follow through because that's what their characters were like, mm-hmm. regardless of how they felt 
afterwards once they realized. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- they 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 role play really well, and that's what I really liked about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then balance kind of took like a heavy Griffin when he started the campaign. He he kind of was just like going off the top of his head, and then after the fact, he he really he made like such a comprehensive and cohesive story um, involving all of them, and it became such a such an, an investing story. Um, and like the last the last twenty episodes take you for a ride. Yeah, that's what you were saying, and I mean. <clears throat> I'm not allowed to listen to it because yeah. we're gonna play that campaign. Eventually. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna personally adapt it, make it for our players, so it's not gonna be the same. And you guys, in knowing your characters, it is gonna be lighthearted and much more fun than almost every other campaign we've ever played, which is kind of scary. Um, but it's, <laughs> all it's, our it's, campaigns end in sadness. Yeah, unintentionally, it's wild. But um, yeah, no, that's kind of what's what's. Um, What's going to happen? I'm very excited to do this campaign as well because as as I'm re-listening to their podcast, I'm getting all these ideas and like really getting a feel for the world that I have to adapt you guys into. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just I'm just so excited, um, and, and and the the summation of this world. Um, I don't I usually borrow from video games when I do D and D when I do campaigns and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, and to steal almost like verbatim this campaign and to adapt it. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt, like, kind of gross at first, but as it was coming to, it was like, no, I know it's not going to be the same. You're going to meet, like, similar characters, but your reaction to them is going to change, like, butterfly effect. It's going to change everything. So it's not going to be stealing, essentially. Like, I I feel less bad. It's more But even if you do, it's like every D&D, like, party has, like, their pre-made adventures that they go on. Oh, for sure, yeah. D&D is built on those. Like, they have so many books that are, like just built of like those pre-made uh-huh. adventures how many times have we done the starter kit well, i've only done it like once or twice but yeah i feel like I you've think, done, we've it. done it like three times i think so yeah and it's like every time you do it it's not the same which is why you can keep going back to it because it really depends on what character you are mm-hmm. so but yeah no that like i'm super stoked about the adventure zone um i would absolutely recommend everybody to kind of listen to it though again like balance if you can kind of if you can kind of make your way through the first half of balance or like the first third or maybe quarter of balance um and you still like it i promise you you're gonna your your brain's gonna melt when you get to the end it's Mm. so good and like as i was kind of listening to it the first time i was like yeah i'll just put it on i'll play it like when i'm going to work and stuff and then when i got to like the last 15 20 episodes i could not stop I literally mm-hmm. just sat down and just listened to hours upon hours of this podcast to mm-hmm. get through it. I was losing my my mind, um, and then I found out that like halfway through, Griffin just got really into making his own music for the campaign. So he he actually released a lot of music online as well that he's made. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Adventure Zone. So Balance was the first arc. Um, they did other major arcs, um, and they just kind of swapped different games. They went back. Their 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 second major arc is called Amnesty. It's based off a game called Monster of the Week, and it's it's kind of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, except like a different mm-hmm. world and different obviously mechanics. And even that game, that game got buck wild. It was it was very cool to see all these new characters, all of them play all these like interesting characters, and then it just got so intense at the very end. And I was like, oh my mm-hmm. god, I'm, this is insanity. Um, and they just started their third one. Um, because Amnesty wrapped up as well. Uh, by the way, Balance unintentionally had sixty nine episodes. Um, it was just it was just really funny. They don't like it was just so stupid. Was, uh, uh, the sex number. Uh. Anyways, 
Okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, their third arc is graduation. It just started in October, I think. Yeah. Or, like, no, the, uh, the beginning of November it started. So it has only, like, three episodes out right now. Um, but, yeah, no, I highly recommend getting into it. And even graduation has... Um, um, as they've gotten... it's They started in, like, 2014, I believe. Um, so they've gotten much better at role-playing and much better at playing the game itself. So as... Mm -hmm. If if you start with the first one, you're like ah, oh, this is the is like it's almost too goofy. I at least implore you to try Amnesty because right. they get much better at role playing and being their characters. They when you get to graduation, you really see like these you see these characters immediately mm -hmm. rather than in kind of like encompassing balance after like ten fifteen episodes. You're like mm -hmm. yeah, but uh, yeah no, I I kind of said pretty much all. Are you good? At yeah yeah, I I kind of said all that I wanted to. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, I feel like I have listened to it a little bit. Like I've listened to probably mostly Amnesty, like just in the car with yes, you. Yes, because I was I was listening. That that was the one that yeah. was on. Yeah, um, which is I enjoyed it. I don't know. I yeah. feel like I feel like for me, it's like when something has so many episodes it's kind of like critical rule i always wanted to get into that it's hard to jump into the like the middle though so when you catch it, it with me yeah but then also it's like there's so many episodes that for me to start at the beginning it's very <laughs> like intimidating to me oh for sure so i don't want to start it and that's and, and that's that's the thing too like I really like the McElroy family. Like, mm -hmm. almost everything they do, I, I have a good time with. Um, I tried starting with My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Mm -hmm. They have, like, 500 episodes of this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and they did, like, this whole... They did some other, like, sweepstakes thing. They did, like, a little contest. And they admitted it themselves. They were like, hey, um, we hit, like, all these clues in all of our podcasts. And they, like, made a joke because mm -hmm. they did, like, a weird joke like that before. And then they were immediately like, hey, but our first 100 episodes? Kind of trash. Uh, we're also like kind of problematic and we grew up as people and we're better people for it now mm -hmm. please don't listen to those episodes we did some but bad yes. stuff but we should go oh yeah no we yeah. oh my god yeah. oh my god we have like so, 20 seconds oh god okay anyway um this has been we like stuff and so should you and thank you to matt campbell for providing this background music yeah matt campbell and... i love you and same with you jim parrot and you guys do luca and it's so beautiful and your spiral arms yeah enjoy <laughs>